good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me from her own home is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. <laughs> Lil, how are yes. you today? I'm great. How about you? We're just, you know, we're just figuring it out. <laughs> I know. We're we're making it. We're getting through this. <laughs> we are. And that's, and that's the good thing. And, you know, you and I have, have had an opportunity to visit a little bit about that. But yeah. it's all about mindset. It's it's um, it you know, accepting the circumstances and then uh, making the best that you can with it. That's right. Lil, you know, we usually start this show out with some hard hitting health and wellness tips and techniques. To yes. Show, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you look around, it is not difficult to find some pretty hard-hitting health news out there. Most of it, most of it right. has to do with uh, the coronavirus and COVID-19. So today, I wanted to do something a little bit lighter and maybe a little bit fun, if that's okay with you. Absolutely, please. <laughs> today, I want to take a look at some of the stars who are turning 50 years old this year. Oh. 2020. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Uma Thurman. I do, yes. You'll remember her from films like Kill Bill and Pulp Fiction and Uh a variety of other films. Her birthday was yesterday, April 29th, and she turned 50 years old. Wow. Kind of cool. That is cool. Uh, Kelly Ripa. Do you know who Kelly Ripa is? I do. Yeah, some of us will remember (laughs) Kelly from All My Children. She was a Mm -hmm. star of that show from 1990 to 2002. And of course, now she's the co-host with Ryan Seacrest on Live with Kelly and Ryan. Uh, I really like Kelly because her high school age son is a wrestler. And you know, (laughs) connected to that sport a little bit. Just a tiny bit. (laughs) Yeah, I help out uh, coaching one of our local high school teams. And so I just Uh love to hear her first time wrestler mom stories because... (laughs) They're funny and they're awesome. And you and you can relate. And I can relate in many, many ways. So she's turning fifty this year. Uh, Matt Damon, you know Matt Damon. Oh, I do. He's one of the greats of our time for sure. I loved his character in Notions Eleven. One one of my favorites uh, of that group. He was one of my favorites for sure. His breakout role, of course, you'll remember, was Goodwill Hunting with Robin Williams. And of course, you can't forget the the Bourne series, the Jason Bourne series. Oh, yeah. Well, he turns 50 on October 8th this year. Wow. Tina Fey, do you know who Tina Fey is? Yes. She is uh, <laughs> a Saturday Night Live. Saturday, yep. She's, she was the lead actress as well as the creator on 30 Rock, if you ever watch that show. Uh, she turns 50 on May 18th. Oh. So there's several people that are turning that milestone this year. A couple of others really quickly. Supermodel Claudia Schiffer. She turns mm-hmm. 50 years old, if you can believe that, this year. Mariah wow. Carey. Oh. Did you know that she was turning 50 this year? I did not. <laughs> she, in fact, she turned 50 on March 27th, so she's already oh. living the good life. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Do you remember him? I watched Gattaca. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched Gattaca the other night, and um, I don't know why, but that's the show that we ended up watching. He is the lead <laughs> actor in Gattaca. So is Uma Thurman. She was also in that show. Oh. Uh, he'll turn 50 on November 6th of mm. 2020. So several people out there, uh, a couple of others, just really quickly, um, Melania Trump, the oh. first lady of the United mm-hmm. States of America. She turned 50 just a couple of days ago. April 26th was her birthday. Wow. And of course, the list goes on and on. One more that I wanted to share. This is the last one. M. Night Shyamalan. Do you know who that is? I don't. Okay, that's okay. That's all right. He is the guy, the movie producer, the director who gave us the Sixth Sense. Oh. Sixth Sense. 
Oh, yes. I, did it, did yes. it scare you like it scared me? Yes, it did. <laughs> I, I made the mistake of watching The Sixth Sense when I was home alone. Oh. And you know how when the ghosts come, it gets cold? Do you remember that yes. part of it? Every time there was a ghost scene, my little space heater in my den kicked on. I am not kidding. By the time it was over, I was pretty freaked out. Until you get to the end and you realize that, you know, it's a happy story. You just Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was great. One of my favorites of his is uh, Signs. Did you ever see that movie? Oh, I did. Robinson and Joaquin mm -hmm. Phoenix. I thought that was a brilliant way to tell mm -hmm. an alien invasion story in a way that had never been told before. I really like that. He turns 50 on August 6th. Wow. 20. So lots of people turn to 50 this year. If you turn 50 this year at, or at any time, You've already turned 50. You're eligible to register for the Huntsman World Senior Games. And uh, we want to encourage you to check out SeniorGames.net for information on how to register, the latest updates on the coronavirus and our plans in relation to COVID-19. It's all right there on SeniorGames.net. Lil, today's guest is James Garrett. James is a brain coach, brain hacker, and founder of Brain by Design. He's spoken on stages ranging from Harvard to TEDx, and his work has been featured by the New York Times, Fast Company, and Harvard Business Review. He spent years doing research with some of the best psychologists in the world at Columbia, Tufts, and Yale. He's a content creator, a course builder, and his course on the science of habits, productivity, and happiness has been rated as one of the best courses for personal growth anywhere. Perhaps to me most interesting, James launched the Deep Change Project, which has been a personal journey to discover what's possible at the outer edges of neuroplasticity and how to overcome fear. James has been a guest on the show before, and we're excited to have you back with us, James. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing well. How are you guys? Thank um, you. We're, we're hanging in there, you know, uh, just uh, excited to learn about what you got to share with us today. Thank you. Yes, so, I'm excited to be here with you. So... So just to start us off, uh, I, I have to admit, in full disclosure, I subscribe to your mailing list, and I've been kind of following you as you've gone through some of this, what you've called the Deep Change Project. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that is and how you decided that was the direction for you at this time in your life. Yeah, it's a great question. So I, so, so the seeds of that were really planted when I came back from the Middle East. So I spent six years in the Middle East uh, mm -hmm. building brain-based curricula in partnership with the Queen of Jordan over there. And we built um, long story how we got there. But anyway, um, so we came back and I landed in St. George. Okay. And, um, and I spent about a year uh, being a stay at home dad. My wife started working. I was watching our three year old and essentially had this year of decompressing or we were had tons of stress while we were over there. And suddenly it was like just life. I can imagine. Completely changed. We had this big organization we were running. We were, we were in like startup land, right? So anyway, so all the stress left. And then I just started reading like crazy, started meditating, started doing, taking care of myself, started this kind of healing journey. And in that year, the personal growth that happened for me was so um, surprising when I, when I took out the stress and I, 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 I really... Um, uh, focused intentionally on on personal growth and development that that i I realized that you can do you can actually make deep changes in your brain and body in a way that not don 't just make you feel good but make that actually alter who you are hmm. 
so so it's sort of like an altered not just altered states but altered traits mm-hmm. I, and I, I gotta say like i said i i've followed this journey just a little bit and, and at least in what what you've shared and i know that there are deeper things that maybe you've kept personal mm-hmm. um even though i think you've been very uh, candid and open about your journey I, what i've loved about this project and this concept that you're talking about here uh, and, and especially in watching, you know, your vulnerability as you've gone through it is I, th- I, have, I felt like from the outside looking in and, and James, I mean, we're acquaintances. We're certainly not best friends. We, we don't hang out all the time, but you know, we know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, I felt like this guy's got his stuff together, you know, like he's been to the Middle East. He started a new company. He's had these amazing, amazing experiences he's working with the queen of Jordan, for goodness sakes. I feel like watching you, I, I've always thought this, this kid's got his stuff together. He knows what's going on, you know? And, and he yeah. looks so smart. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm still, I still feel like I'm, I'm working it out, but thank you. Well, but, that, but that's the point I wanted to make is I, I loved how open and candid and vulnerable that you, that you were as you, gone, as you went through this project. But I think that the lesson there is that we're all trying to work this out, yeah. no matter what it looks like from the outside, no matter how together it, it, it may seem mm-hmm. to other people, we've all got challenges that we're dealing with and yeah. hard things that we're going through. And I think, you know, one of the many, many lessons there is we just got to be kind to each other because we don't know what everybody's dealing with. Right. Do you feel like that's 100%? Yeah. And I think that the, the, you know, when you look at this from a, from a, from a what helps us change perspective, this is the question I keep asking. How do humans change? Yeah. And, and, and how do we make those changes lasting? Um, this is the central kind of question with the Deep Change Project. And one of the most key insights from the science is we change by feeling good, not by feeling bad. Yeah. So, so, so oftentimes we're really hard on ourselves. You know, we rake ourselves over the coals by if we, if we miss a day of exercise or we get off the, you know, fall off the wagon of our New Year's resolution. Ourselves or whatever it is. <laughs> and, and it turns out it's not a good change strategy, meaning it doesn't help you stay committed. It actually makes you feel worse. And when you feel worse, you're less likely to, to re-up the commitment to align with your, new, with your goals you're trying to achieve. So self-kindness and self-compassion, to your point, is actually Kristen Neff has shown from, from UT Austin. She's shown that this is being gentle and kind with ourselves, really, really soothing ourselves the way we talk to a good friend who maybe fell off the wagon, right? Mm-hmm. Talking to ourselves that same way is actually how we get back aligned with our goals and our commitment. And how huge is that to understand that and how realistically sometimes difficult is that to apply that to ourselves? <laughs> yeah. I, I've like like all of us, I have had opportunities to visit with friends who have been going through hard times, and you know I've I've been able to to, to listen empathetically, but also say, hey, you know, listen, you're gonna do okay. You you can you do this. You can do this, and yet, you know, I, as soon as they walk out the door, I immediately think to myself, oh my gosh, how could you have said that thing? That's <laughs> advice, you know, and yeah. and it's such a dichotomy because here here you are right in the middle of providing this this great boost to somebody else and at the same time it's so easy to fall back on a, a very bad and, and ugly habit of just you know pushing yourself down and mm-hmm. we got to get past that somehow right one of the ways i think to get past it is to realize that self-kindness translates into other kindness so as you're kind or gentle or forgiving of yourself you're going to be more kind and gentle forgiving with other people meaning that that 
um, you know, the positive emotion research has shown very, very clearly that when we're feeling good, when we're feeling happy, right, positive emotions turn us outward. They make us other oriented. Whereas negative emotions like guilt or shame or other or anxiety, they turn us inward. They narrow our focus. And so they make us self-oriented. And so this is really key because what it means is that happiness is an unselfish pursuit. Which, I, again, I, that is such a great concept and principle. And we need to embrace it. We need to accept it. And I, I love that you've been able to refer to several uh, you know, scientific researched studies that show that, that, that that's the case. Because, um, again, it'd be easy to just fall back into the, you know, I got to take care of everybody else. And, well, um, we feel guilty when yeah. we do self-care. Right. We feel like we feel like it's an indulgence, or I'm taking time away from my kids, or we, we start realizing or family, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so when you realize that actually those distinctions are a little bit of a false choice. Yeah, uh, you know, taking care of myself is somehow taking time away from others. No, it, it's actually that when you're well, you genuinely have a better capacity, increased, enhanced capacity to be of service to to others, to your family, to those you love. And that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm going to recommit, a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm going to, to, to you know, giving myself a, a little pep talk every once in a while instead of acknowledging or thinking about the things that I can't do or don't do right or whatever. I think that's a great principle. Listen, yeah. I want to shift gears just a little bit, even though it's very related. We're hey, we're living in a weird, crazy, unprecedented, unequaled time. There is a ton of stress, anxiety, fear out there. Uh, and, you know, for a lot of good reasons, you know, it's not made up. There's a real thing out there in COVID-19 and, and the stress associated with that, whether that's losing your job or being away from your friends or family. There's a lot that's going on out there. Uh, one of the areas that you really specialize in is, is understanding the fear and the anxiety and maybe helping people understand how to get over and get past that. What, what can you share right now? with people who are feeling some of these negative emotions for very good reasons that, that want to get past it and, and be able to move on and move past uh, some of those, those negative things that they're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. And it's, it's one that I think is universal right now. You know, the uncertainty, what happens mm-hmm. is when you combine um, uncertainty in the brain doesn't, doesn't square, (laughs) you know, uncertainty and unknown for the brain is very, very difficult for the brain to handle. Your brain is a a prediction machine. So it likes to know what's coming next. If it knows what's coming next, it can calm down. If it doesn't, it starts saying, sounds the alarm, like something's wrong. This is dangerous, right? So when we, when that happens, it starts, it creates a stress response in the body. And as we create a stress response, we feel out of sorts. We feel out of whack. We we're dysregulated. We we're, we're stressed, right? So how do you calm down? One of, the, one of the best exercises I find um, is something from Martin Seligman. He was the founder of Positive Psychology. Um, he calls it a, a, a best case, worst case, most likely scenario exercise. So what you want to do is actually, if you're feeling anxious or nervous about some aspect, again, for a lot of people, this is financial. Some people, you know, we're all concerned about health, health um, but this could be even our relationships, right? Uh, any area of your life that, that, of course, matters to you, when you want to write out, what's the worst possible thing that, you know, what, sorry, what, start out with the best. What's the best possible scenario? Like, how does this play out in a way that makes me, that, that works out quite well for us, right? <laughs> then you do the worst case scenario, right? 
if, if all goes bad, you know, what, what does that actually look like concretely in the details, right? And, and, then the, the, and then the most likely scenario, right? The third piece of this, and it's best to write it out. You can also talk it out if you don't want to write it out, but it is best to write it out. And when you do, that's called a pre-mortem, when it, it's, it's a, the, the, the what goes wrong, somehow when you get it out of your head and onto paper, seeing it, your brain can at least plan for those potential three futures, right? And as it can see those three futures, it now know what might come next in a much more concrete form. And immediately your anxiety calms down. That is powerful. That, that's Very. great. That's great. And uh, yeah. I think um, I like the idea of writing it down too. I'll, I'll, I'll admit I'm not a great writer downer. <laughs> I, I can talk things out maybe to, to a fault and to an extreme. I'm not that great at writing it down, but but I love that you just shared that once you get it out of your brain and physically somewhere else, and I like the, the physical aspect of that, that it's, yeah. it's no longer stuck up, up here inside your head. It's actually down on that piece of paper. Um, I just can't help but think that that's going to even make the worst case scenario at least a little distance from you. And you know, how many times have we ever been through an experience where we're like, oh, that, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, right? And maybe yeah. here's, like you said, a pre-mortem that allows us to kind of preempt some of those uh, experiences by just getting it out of the way. So you start off with the best case, the best case, scenario, best. Okay, mm-hmm. which we all want. We all want that outcome. And then worst case. <laughs> and that's the one we don't want to do. We don't want to do the worst case, but it's surprising how, and, and even when worst case scenarios do happen, brains are bad at predicting the future. And so basically your brain's going to assume it's way worse than, than it actually is going to be. Even when, if something really bad does happen, the emotional and negative impact of that, your brain just assumes the world's going to end. Your brain, we call it catastrophizing. Your brain kind of catastrophizes <laughs> what, you know, makes it way bigger than, it, than it's going to be. But, but yeah. humans are very resilient. And, and it turns out that those negative events affect us much less emotionally from a happiness perspective than we might think. So best case scenario, worst case scenario, and then I would suspect that in many cases, you're, you're kind of drawing from both of those two scenarios to put together what is your most likely scenario. And, uh, you know, ultimately it feels like, to me, it feels like, hey, it just, I don't know, get it out of your brain, put it down on paper. I like that. Get it, get I, it I love that too. So Kyle, we'll start writing. We need to start writing. I think you're already a writer downer. I'm not. <laughs> my uh, my daughter is a tremendous writer downer. She's she's a great journaler. She she makes good lists and but she does it in, in a very positive way, uh, you know. And um, maybe I need to take a book out of her and uh, and get into that a little bit more. Awesome. I love it. Best case scenario, worst case scenario, most likely scenario. Uh, another tip or technique that you have to help people get through stress and anxiety. And, and I want to emphasize what you emphasized earlier, James, and that is that right now is, is certainly a time that could be stressful for people, but these are principles that can be applied at any time in our lives. Yeah, no question. No question. Yeah. The, the second one I would say is um, it, it's really act, learning how to, as a habit, activate your calming system in the body. So this is so. So the key to getting into our nervous system is our, is our breath, 
Now, a lot of us know this, a lot of us have heard this. This is, of course, you know, in, in, there's lots of on the talk of mindfulness. But what, a lot of times what people don't talk about is how easy this is to do in micro moments throughout the day. So basically, all you need to do, it literally boils down to this, is when you're, you know, when you're doing something, doing the dishes, do, doing something that's kind of routine stuff, breathe in through your nose and breathe out Purse your lips like, a, like, you're, like on a straw, right? Breathe okay. out through a straw. So, it, so you breathe out twice as slowly as you breathe in. Okay. So in through your nose, out through a straw. And that straw, you know, making that straw shape will actually slow down the out breath. Yeah. As you slow down the out breath, it activates the parasympathetic calming system of the body and reduces your stress. You're literally, you're actually stimulating your vagus nerve, calming down your, 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 your body and getting into the habit of being a calm person. Now, this is something you can do at any time, right? If it, if it works better for you to count in for three and out for six while you're breathing, that also works. But you just want to breathe out twice as slowly as you breathe in, and you can do that at any point while you're reading, while you're doing tasks, while you're pulling weeds in the garden, whatever <laughs> whatever you're doing, you can always breathe out slower than you breathe in. It'll calm you down. James, one of the things that I really appreciate you and your expertise is oftentimes when we talk about these techniques, it's kind of in an abstract or ethereal way where, you know, people say, oh, do this thing and make you feel better just because it makes you feel better. But you're, you're really emphasizing, and I appreciate this, that there is a physical, um, a, a physical thing that happens inside our bodies and inside our brains that is based on research. It's based on scans. It's based on, you know, the electrical electrical system in our in our in our bodies that that works. And to me, that just adds a ton of credibility to it. It's one thing to say, take a deep breath and you'll feel better. And I'm not discounting that. I, I think you take a deep breath and you will feel better. But I love how what you've shared with us is is based on a physical response within our bodies. And and again, some some really powerful uh, tips and techniques that you shared. So I like that. Breathe in, breathe in, and then breathe out twice as long as you breathe in. Yep. Yeah. So Kyle, when you're walking past my office and you see me doing that, just keep walking. <laughs> just keep on walking. <laughs> well, I can't wait for the day when I can walk past your office and you're in it. I know. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> we social distance a lot, and I'm, I'm we have. able to get back together. We James, have. We, we've got about 30 seconds uh, left to visit with you. Last minute thought or idea that you want to throw out there? Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm putting out daily, vi daily videos on how to reduce anxiety and manage your mental health. Um, I've, I've, uh, you can join my Deep Change Project group. That's, there's a Facebook group um, that I run on that. This year, I'm focusing all on fear, on overcoming fear. And how do people um, do that? Just, do they just search Deep Change Just search Project? on Facebook, Deep Change Project. Yep, and it'll pop up. Um, and then I'm I'm offering now another a course called Fearless by Design. So you can go and, and look at my website. It's just brainbydesign.com. Um, and uh, I'm now offering a course on how to overcome fear and anxiety. Awesome. And is that where on your website is that where we sign up for your newsletter? Also? That's also where you sign up for the newsletter, okay, which is perfect. where the daily videos come. Yep. Perfect. How long is the course? Is it a one day thing? Is it a one month thing? Um, the course is is uh, four ninety minute sessions, okay. so it 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 uh, it's a, it's an on demand thing. Awesome. Well, James, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Brainbydesign.com.
is the website where you can get all kinds of information about the things that James is working on and has worked on, some courses there, great stuff, brainbydesign.com. Once again, uh, thank you, and hopefully we can have you back again in the near future and talk about some of these great things that go on inside of our heads. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Lil. Yes. Registration. I mentioned it earlier at the beginning of the show, but I just mm -hmm. want to emphasize that it is indeed open for the Huntsman World Senior Games. It, like I said earlier, if you are 50 years of age or older, you qualify to compete in the games. And, you know, again, I, I don't want to, you know, beat this to death, <laughs> but we're in the middle of crazy times, crazy times. You might be wondering if the games are happening. We don't have a crystal ball, but we're hoping and anticipating that the games are going to happen. We're definitely planning on it. The answer is yes, we're planning on holding the games. Of course, we're monitoring the situation. We encourage you to hit up seniorgames.net for registration information as well as the latest information on our response to COVID-19. Just a reminder that the dates of the 2020 games are October 5th through the 17th. And if you have any feedback for us about the show, please shoot us an email at activelife@seniorgames.net. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and we turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe to this podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. If you're listening by podcast, take a moment, give us a rating, write a quick review. You can also find this as well as previous shows right on our website. Once again, that is seniorgames.net, so check that out. Lil, today's inspirational thought comes from the one and only Peter Parker, otherwise known as Spider-Man, one of my yes. heroes, he says, yes. no one can win every battle, but no man should fall without a struggle. Very nice. Until next Thursday, stay active.